What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everyone. This is the Diverse Podcast. My name is Toby and I'm here with Tito today and we're going to be talking about how you can get a summer internship at a special company in the finance world. Uh, so welcome everyone. So Tito, I'll send it over to you. Give us a bit of background into you, uh, what you're studying and where you're going to be working as well. Hey guys, um, my name is Tito Otegbeya and I'm a second year history and politics student at the University of Warwick. Um, so yeah, so I applied to, um, Goldman Sachs, um, Goldman Sachs is a leading, um, financial institution, um, and it sort of just delivers, um, broad financial services across investment banking, risk management, um, consumer banking and human capital, um, diversity in general and inclusion. Um, so yeah, I've had a pretty interesting um and long <laughs> um internship application process um but it's it's been fun it's been fun overall it's been a huge huge learning process about myself about what i could do about how far i could push myself and how much drive i had to actually want to want to get an internship and want to actually succeed so it was really eye opening for myself as well well, wow, that's amazing. And historically, you know, very difficult place to land the job. And, you know, I, I love doing this podcast because every week I'm getting to talk to you kind yeah. of uh, amazing young professionals who are able to crack these application processes. So I'm excited to learn, you know, how you did that and uh, yeah, share that advice with others as well. But but just for starters, why Goldman Sachs then? What was it that stood out to you about them? Because it's by the sounds of it and you gave it a very good explanation they pretty much do everything, yeah. you know, when it comes to finance, <laughs> right? Um, personal business. Um, and so what, what stood out about them? Why did you decide to, to work there? Yeah, um, so I first started getting interested in Goldman Sachs um, from the first lockdown. Um, and during the lockdown, I went for like a series of networking events. And the one that made me realize that, okay, yeah, um, I, I, I want to apply to Goldman Sachs and this will be potentially my first choice because I had other places that I liked. Um, it was just the way I the way I witnessed the relationships between the recruiters and how comfortable they were pitching, pitching the, the company, the ethos of the company and how great the company was. Because, you know, when you go for some networking events, it's pretty much always the same thing. They say the same thing. Oh, yeah. They introduce the company. They say a bit about diversity and inclusion. You know, you know what you're expecting when you go to a networking event, when you go to um, a networking event for a specific company trying to, you know, recruit, um, recruit interns and students and whatever. Um, but for this particular, it was called, it was from the Black Students Network um, and they partnered up with Goldman. 
And it was just interesting to see the relationship. It was just, it was a very comfortable way to introduce the company. And that made me feel comfortable. It made me feel like a part of the company as well. Just seeing the dynamics between between the workers from different stages across different stages across the firm. Um, and seeing that comfortable, relaxed relationship just made me want to dive into more what they would offer me. And then that then led me into researching more about the company, looking at, I did a lot, extensive, extensive, extensive research on Goldman. I pretty much mastered their whole <laughs> website, their whole About Us website. And I was particularly interested in diversity and inclusion. And that's one of my top priorities when I'm applying for, for a job. Um, or for an intern internship, it's like I always have to take it first. And I'm very peculiar about what I want to see in how a company delivers um, their diversity and inclusion and what they actually do. Um, because I wanted to, it was a goal for me to put myself in, a, in an environment that is actually proactive in ensuring that they're being inclusive and being diverse and actually you know accommodating underrepresented um candidates um and goldman goldman for me really really ticked that box because i it wasn't like they just put what they were doing on their website it actually showed um what they were doing how they did it the results of what they were doing and also also feedback from all the from all the people that they were doing the things for. Um, so one certain initiative was the um, One Million Black Women Initiative and where they support black businesses um, run led by black women. And all of these things just, you know, it just kind of made me tick the box, tick the box as I was going. And then um, I fell in love with a particular division called the Human Capital, Human Capital Management Division. And that's basically all about, um, you know, diversity and inclusion, employee relations, um, trying to build up the brand and its people. Because um, for Goldman, they really, really emphasize the importance of their people and how much power their people hold. And for me, that was just that was just the most important thing for me, um, you know, ensuring that I place myself in a position where I will actually be recognized as my authentic self, as a person, as a valuable asset to the company and ensuring that they're also giving me ways as much as I'm giving them what I can give them, they're giving back to me and ensuring that I'm improving myself in general. So all of those things made me fall in love with Goldman and with that specific division, division as a whole. Um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up wanting to apply for HCM and my whole app my whole application process and before Tito before you go into the application process I just want yeah. to touch on that because I think you've raised a really important point here yeah and you're clearly really passionate about diversity and inclusion which is yeah. great you're in the right place um <laughs> and I can see exactly why you're gonna excel in in HR this is what I I really um I really like about Gen Z I think in in general very socially conscious and looking for these sorts of things um, which is really important I think because of the events of last year even more so I think young candidates are mindful of 
where are we going to work based on what are they actually doing and we're kind of in a world where lots of companies are putting out diversity statements yeah um but not doing anything about it exactly. and so if as an organization like goldman sachs you're able to have real tangible action and in this case yeah. it was kind of embedding with the community at, at university of, of black yeah. students and kind of giving value to them creating networking opportunities and you know you've mentioned the investments and that kind of thing they do as well which is yeah. fantastic so that's i guess the first lesson for employers you know this is something we value so don't just sort of uh put, put out just out the there. statement exactly let's have some action as well yeah yeah, yeah. definitely i'm definitely. i'm so glad you're looking for these things and shout out to goldman for, for doing that well because now <laughs> you've got a great candidate that's that's brilliant <laughs> That's brilliant. So so let's and we'll come back around to that. And maybe you've got some other thoughts for employers. And obviously, it's going to be yeah. part of your role as well. So yeah. let's have a bit of a chat about that. But before we do, let's dive into the application process. So what were the steps and how did you really excel at, at each point? Um, OK, so for Goldman. So one reason why I really, really liked Goldman was that the application process was pretty pretty easy unlike the other ones so you do you don't have to do any like quantitative reasoning tests no um situational judgment tests none of that none of that all you have to do is um, um write a 300 word cover letter and sending your cv and that's that's the first stage done so no online test and for me i really really suck at online tests i'm i'm really bad <laughs> i was just like okay thank god they don't do online testing thank god it's just a cover letter and a cv and and that's fine um so that was that was a really really high point for me because I was like okay I'm just going to spend some time ensuring that my cover letter is is on point and my CV is on point um so and what, um, does, what did that mean to you getting your cover letter and your CV on point was that a research yeah. did you get people to look at it what, what yeah so um so my CV I had so I started writing my CV in first year of uni maybe I should have started earlier but started writing it started writing it um in first year um then when it came to second year that's when I was really serious about wanting to apply for internships so I had a lot of help from previous interns um this girl called Castilda um I had um her sort of like mentor me she looked at my CV we had extensive extensive meetings trying to ensure that I put in all the details. Um, so in terms of your CV, um, I think that what would make you really stand out is your work experience. It doesn't have to be actual actual like work, like internships. You don't need internships, really. It's just a thing of what have you done, whether it be hobbies, whether it be extracurricular activities. If you add all of that in and show what skills you've learned, what transferable skills you'd be able to implement in your job as in your role as an intern. Um, that's what they're looking for and ensuring that you have all the, it has to sort of be simultaneous. So I was applying for HCM. So I made sure that I included a lot of things that had to do with um, ensuring the prosperity of people and the enhancement of 
and the enhancement of people in general. So I was the president of work Nigerian society. I put that in as part of my work experience. I put all the transferable skills that I gained from them, um, all the skills that I had learned. And also in your CV, it would be good to this is when extensive research of the company um, and what they're looking for in a candidate comes in because you have to include all of these punchy words like good communication and they would they would say it in their website on what they're looking for it's literally on one of their one of their banners so it will say what they're looking for and read that and then match that with all of the extracurricular activities um work experience that you've done and then put it into put it into one sentence so i was president of nigerian society um i um, engaged and organized um, student events, which um, enabled me to get um, a lot of multitasking, enabled me to improve my multitasking skills and my team working skills and my leadership skills. So all of those things, because I haven't really had, I haven't really had, this is my first proper internship. All I had was just mini work experiences and extracurricular acti activities. And that's what I was kind of worried about. I thought they were looking for like internships at banks, you know, actual professional HR, HR services, but that's not what they're looking for. They just want to see what you what you are, what you do on a normal day, on a normal basis um, as a university student and what you can offer them from all of those things that you've learned. So I put all of that in my work experience. Um, so just making sure you have all these punchy words and match them to your extracurricular activities that would be great and also your hobbies as well feel free to just insert any any of those anything you don't have to be super super professional and say oh yeah I learned how to I mean if you learned how to code that's fine but I didn't learn how to code I just put um I like I'm interested in like makeup and skincare so just and traveling and cooking so all of those things that actually show you because your CV again is just about you it's not about what you think they want to what the, sure. what you think they want to see from you um so I spent a lot of time tweaking my CV ensuring that um all of the details were you know coherent with each other um, so yeah, that was and that. Is there that anything was, you think they look for specifically at Goldman Sachs that you tried to identify in your CV? Are there any like values that really stand up? Yeah. Um, so for Goldman, um, they're looking for people with um, good initiatives, people with drive, people with good communication, people who have a genuine interest in innovation because they're genuinely just an just a company that's always driving towards. Um, looking long term, looking at the future, um, whether it be in investment banking, whether it be the future of people in general, the future of employment, looking for um, students that have that drive to um, promote innovation um, and improvement in in the financial industry in general. Um, and the financial industry is broad. So mine was mine was mostly interested in people and enhancing, enhancing and empowering people. And that comes with diversity and inclusion. Um, they're also looking for people um, with good communication, um, just just people who are just themselves, um, you know, people who can who people who are really authentic, you know, because people not people who try to 
fit into something that they're not. I know that it sounds, I know it sounds very cliche, but that's generally what they're looking for, being your people who are authentic um, and people who can actually, as their authentic selves, um, bring something to the table in a way that the company can benefit from. Um, and that really has to show in your CV. And that's why I said, you know, just feel free to just be comfortable and just to put in things that really are really personal to you. Um, and again, that's when, that's how, that's what you have to put in your cover letter because your cover letter is only 300 words. Um, so I had to make sure that I made my cover letter really personal um, and really authentic. Um, can't actually remember what I wrote in my cover letter, but I know that I made it, I know that I made it really personal um, to me um, as a black woman. And I made sure that I included something about my background, something because I'm Nigerian, um, included, I included my interest in um, empowering black women, um, black people in general, and how Goldman fit with my interests and my um, and my aspirations um, in life. And um, so I used, again, if you go on their website, I pretty much tried to match the website and what they were looking for for, for a human capital management um, intern, prospective intern, and put that in my CV, but made it personal to me. So it wasn't like I was just copying from the website because if they will know if you're copying, if you're just directly copying from their website. So you have to make it really personal to you, but also make sure that you're also saying what you can give back to them um, as much as what they're looking for in you and how basically just proving to them that you are the person that that they want and use like a personal story if you can. Um, it doesn't have to be personal, but it was personal to me because as a black person entering the financial industry, but yeah. Brilliant, yeah. And I think this is where some people go wrong from the conversation I'm having uh, with candidates. They kind of um, get in a zone of thinking, oh, what do they want me to say or in the interview or in an application versus mm -hmm what is actually the truth to you? Like yeah. I'll, I'll ask a candidate, oh, why do you want to work at this company? Yeah. And the answer will be quite generic and anyone yeah. could say it. And then I, I would say, okay, let's not do a mock interview right now. Just as, yeah. a, as a person to person, how, why do you want to work there? And they'll give an amazing answer. And it's like, that's what you need to be saying. Exactly. You know? Make it personal, exactly. tell them your story. That That's what makes you stand because out. As much as, as much as you go to these like networking events, they pretty much tell you the same thing but you just you honestly just have to take the risk and just i mean they always say be yourself be yourself be yourself but be yourself might sound oh here we go again like what do you mean by be yourself because you might think that you might think that they want you to really be yourself but at the same time you also have to fit into what they want but you have to do a bit of both you have to have that balance you know be your authentic self but also ensure that you're the person that they want or you're fitting into their their image of what they're actually looking for 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 an intern and if that fits with your authentic self then that company is right for you um because every company has a different different things of what they're looking for from people um but if you see a company and they tell you about what they want you just have to you just have to find aspects of you that match that 
And if you do, when you do, then they will know that, okay, yeah, this is the candidate. This is the candidate for me. So it's also that balance, that personal, authentic balance, but also ensuring that they're for you and you're for them. Sure. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So we've now put in our CV, our cover letter. We've got through to the next stage. Yeah. Where do we go from there? Okay. Oh, I even I even forgot to say prior to prior to um, even sending off my off my um, CV and cover letter. So I did. So from from the networking event that I went to, they were all about. So they were, that Goldman that the Black Student Network partnered up with Goldman. Um, they were all about taking risks, taking risks. And they just said, oh, um, you know, take risks. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, what's 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 risk taking? And then they were just like, you know, just feel free to email the CEO of Goldman. You know, he will reply. So I noted that down. I noted his email down and everything after the networking event. And then... October when I went to because I think the networking event was around August not so sure but um before October and I started applying in October and I was just like okay so I'm gonna before I dive into actually applying um I'm gonna you know just take the risk and email the CEO of Goldman so I did I emailed him um and then the next day I opened my email and I noticed that I had gotten an email from um, a recruiter um, from HCM, from the HCM department. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) they actually replied me. But I mean, I don't think it was the actual CEO that replied me. I think that they obviously some some way my email got forwarded to the London office um, and then Magda, the recruiter, got in contact with me and she was like, hi, Tito, um, you know, I heard that you're interested in HCM in gold, at Goldman. That's really nice. That um, would you like to have a, she would like to call me to talk to me more about the company and the role and the whole application process. And I was like, oh, great. Like, this is amazing because I actually took that risk and it paid off. Like, I they got in contact with me. So from the get go, I had like, my foot in the door I had someone that I could connect with or ask questions um so they so that you know I had someone who actually knew my name or I had a bit of a relationship with um so if I needed anything or potentially they could be my interviewer you know I would have that rapport with them already um so that was just great so that risk taking really paid off for me so that's one advice I would I would give just send as much emails as you can. I sent out emails to all the companies that I applied to and they got back to me. They actually got back to me and they were willing to um, talk to me. They were willing to call me and, you know, talk to me about the company and the role I wanted. So don't be scared. I would say don't be scared to email because don't be scared to have um, the actual drive and initiative to get in contact with the company because they will reply you. And if they don't reply, you just just keep emailing and emailing and emailing. Just disturb them. You just have to, you just have to disturb them because at one point someone will email you and someone will see that you actually have that drive and that will pay off in the long run. Um, so that's how that's how I had that whole connection with Magda. Um, and then that's when I started. She sent, she gave me um 
great insight on how to write the CV, how to write the cover letter, especially what they want, you know, the whole step. So why the company, why you and what you can offer, what you can offer, something around those lines. Um, so, yeah, she gave me advice on that. And then that's what I implemented. And then in my CV and cover letter prior to submission. Um, so, yeah, so I can see why they hired you. They, they just wanted you to stop emailing them and come <laughs> working for them. <laughs> but uh, that's really good stuff. I didn't know you could just email the CEO of Goldman. I might try that myself as well. I've not tried that. I, I didn't know that either. I just, I just, I mean, they said you could. So I was like, okay, I, I, I just will. And then, <laughs> and then someone got in contact with me. So it was, it was really good. It was really, it was really nice um, to see that. Surprising as well. Um, and I think that that gave me the boost to um, email a lot more people, and I actually got I actually got some some good news in return because they got back to me and they were willing to actually help me through the application process. So, um, take that initiative to just email. Like emailing goes a long way. Whether it be emailing, whether it be calling, just do whatever you can um, if you really really want to. Um, get a get an in, get an internship at that company they will reply you because they want people as well it's not like it's just a it's just a one side unreciprocated sure. thing they want to talk to you as well and they want to employ you so so yeah um That's so, fantastic advice so and anyone listening pause the podcast go write your email to the ceo <laughs> of wherever you want to work um, I mean, it really, really does make a difference for a few reasons. I mean, it, that gave you a chance to talk to someone who works there so they can give you advice on each stage. Yeah. So you're much more prepared when you're in the process. Yeah. But then that also shows that initiative and the drive that they're actually looking for at Goldman. Yeah. And they think, oh, if someone's going to be that persistent, if someone's going to think outside the box like that or, you know, go the extra mile, they're going to do the same thing in the job when we hire them as well. So yeah. this is the perfect person to hire. So, you know, definitely, definitely go the extra mile and, yeah. and do that if you're really serious. I mean, some people say they really want the job, but they're not willing to go through all of these things. Yeah. And I also like what you, what you added there, which is an understanding that you want them, but they want you as well. You know, yeah. it's a two way street that yeah. that should give you a bit more confidence. Exactly. Like Goldman, uh, UBS, HSBC, Barclays, yeah. they're all trying to get the best students and grads exactly. who are definitely listening to this podcast. Um, exactly. And so you've got a lot to bring to the table, a lot to offer. So that should bring you a lot of confidence. So you're picking them, not just the other way around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because when it comes to time, when it comes to a time where, um, let's say you have um, offers from but um, Barclays and NatWest or Goldman and JP Morgan or something like that, um, they they would try and equally try and fight for you because now you have really good companies. And then when you have those two options and you're conflicted, you'd obviously have to inform them and then they will try and they will try and give you as much information um, to pick them. So when it comes to that, they can tell that you're a sought after candidate and they will do everything in their power to get you. So it's sort of they're competing against each other as well. So you have that, you have that upper hand in that as well. So it's always it. good to have someone you can talk to in each, in all the companies you're applying for, if you can as well. Brilliant. Yeah. And Tito, can I ask what what kind of thing did you put in the email? Because I guess people will now be listening and thinking, okay, I understand I have to network, but what does that yeah. mean? What kind of thing do I say in my, my message? Yeah, so I it was a really short email. So I just said, Hi, 
Um, hi, David Solomon. I think his name. Yeah, his name is David Solomon. I said, hi, David Solomon. Uh, my name is Tito. I'm a second year history and politics student at the University of Warwick in um, the United Kingdom. Um, I am very interested in Goldman Sachs and um, more specifically the human capital management division in the London office. I am currently in the process of um, applying and I just wanted to ask if I can get some insight and get some more advice on the culture of the company and um, the ethos of the company and just applications in, in general and what you're looking for um, in candidates or prospective um, employees for Goldman Sachs. Um, it would be really nice um, to hear from you and to get some advice and insights um, on the company from you, um, if that would be possible. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Thank you very much, Tito Otegbeya. And that was pretty much around literally what I just said. Um, so short and sweet, just say who you are, what you're looking for and what you want um, from them. And then voila, I just got an email the next day <laughs> from um, from a recruiter um, from um, Goldman. And then they, she pretty much just answered all the questions that I, that I wanted um, from, that I put in the email. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty Voila. Cool. Yeah. So super polite, <laughs> super gracious, but simple to the point. And yeah. uh, probably importantly, you're not asking for a job. You're asking, yes. you're, you're showing you're keen and eager by asking for advice and insights and that kind of thing. So I think that's super clear. You even rattled it off so other people can uh, learn from that as well. Yeah. So amazing. So we've networked, we've got someone else to kind of contribute to looking at our CV and our cover letter. So we're in a really good space. We've done a bit of research, now we've applied, and we've got through to the interview stage. Yes, yeah. so there are two interview stages. There is the pre-recorded interview, which is um, a higher view interview. Um, so they have preset questions um, where you just um, video yourself, um, camera on, camera off, um, and questions pop up. So. Um, I think one question was why Goldman? Why Goldman? So you have at least, I think I had up to five questions. Can't can't remember, but five, six questions, depending, depending on which company you're applying for, it differs. Um I had around five questions, and the first one was why Goldman? I answered. So prior to um the pre-recorded interview you obviously have to prepare um in case you do get an interview in case you do move on to the next stage um so for my preparation process for that i literally again this is when research comes in handy i can't i had pages and pages of like microsoft word documents just um detailing all the perspective all the um, potential rather questions that I could get um, for my pre-recorded interview and also talking to if you if you have contacts with people who um, applied to Goldman last year or prior or prior to this year this year's um, internship talk to them as well so I talked to um, as I said before a girl called Casilda and she gave me like a list of questions that they could that they asked her and they could potentially ask you for your pre-recorded interview um, it's mostly your pre-recorded interview is mostly just um, situational, nothing, nothing too technical, nothing too technical. Um, so I did 
research had a list of questions why situational judgment questions questions on goldman so why goldman and then i had a list of like situational judgment um questions so um tell me about a time where you've led a team or something like that and i would come up i would come up with situations i just i just came up with random situations um whether it be um come up um, tell me about a time you've been conflicted and how did you solve it and then i would write a few part i'll write a few lines on that and then and then i would practice 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 and one thing i would say is you can use the same situation for different questions but just tweak it a bit just tweak it a bit and say what you say what skills you got from it and say what you learned from that because that's what they're that's what they're looking for um can't remember a specific question but i think i'll just make one up one question was um tell me about a time where you tell me about a time where you've been you've been conflicted or tell me about a time you showed your problem solving skills and then i talked about and then they would also in the higher view in the pre-recorded interview they will also give you which makes it easier for you they'll also give you like sub sub um points that you could address so if it's tell me about a time where you solve the problem they would say describe the problem um what you've learned from the problem and um what skills um, have you gained or what skills can you implement that into your job? Some, something around those lines. So they will give you sub points to help you answer your question. So when I saw those sub points, it was easier for me to sort of direct my answers um, and actually addressing those points. Um, you, you actually have to address those points so they know that, OK, you're ticking off. You're, they're ticking off the you're actually you're actually answering the questions rather. Um, so that was really helpful as well. So they will give you pointers. So again, they're they're trying to help you. Um, they're trying to ensure that you're you're answering the question to the best of your abilities. Um, so it's not like they're trying to like put you off. They're actually helping you by giving you that sort of like expo. Um, so yeah, that was basically that was basically that. It was. I would say that for me, the higher view, the pre-recorded interview was a lot more daunting than the actual um in-person um interview because it's like you're not talking to anyone it's just you're just recording yourself and it's mm. it's really really nerve-wracking because that's your that's your first interview so you can be you can be slightly thrown off but again you can turn your camera off um but i turned my camera on um but it's it's really it's really nerve-wracking because you're not talking to anyone you're not seeing that emotional response so it's like you're just talking to your computer yeah. and you're just like in your mind you're like am i am i answering the question because you know when you're in a normal interview you can see you know they can nod their head and that can give you like you know the confidence or something because you're seeing that reaction but it's it, it was a lot harder for me i would say and also the questions are timed you have oh how many it's usually one minute uh, yes. typically i've heard you know for higher view and you can see as well usually who is using yeah. higher view and you'll get yeah. an email and it'll be an invite yeah. to an higher view assessment so usually you get one minute they show you the question a couple yes. of points yes you've got a bit of time to plan what you're going to say yes. 
and then there's one minute to actually yes, give your answer so it's yeah. very short and yeah, it's very point, short not... it's very short one minute literally feels like five seconds because you can literally see the timer go back 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 down 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 so you it's it's nerve-wracking that's why i said it's, it's a lot harder than the um in-person interview because you're not timed in that you can talk as much as you want but for this one you literally just have to make sure you're just going straight to the point and actually answering the questions and if it's situational questions actually ensuring that you give a situation and ensure you're saying what you learned from it just be quick be confident and just go straight to the point if not if you're waffling you're just not going to have enough time you're just not going to have enough time and that comes with that comes with practice that comes with timing yourself i did a lot of um questions in one minute trying to see how um how quick i could talk um in one minute quick but clear so um i think G gcse drama and a level drama helped me a lot in this because there was a way i could talk quickly say as much as i could but also clearly as well um so yeah so i was i was really thankful for my a level drama um but yeah that's what i would say and for questions like because it will come up for questions like why Goldman, again, they're just generic questions that you just have to prepare for. So maybe why Goldman, what separates um, Goldman from its competitors? So I had all of these punchy questions that I that I knew would come up. Why you? All of these questions. Um, so if you just Google common Goldman Sachs questions or common interview questions. You can make it specific to the company you're applying for because it's, it's all over Google. It's all over YouTube, especially. Um, and YouTube is particularly helpful because there was this particular um, channel where um, the, the guy actually gave you sample answers from previous interns that were successful um, and you could you could copy that if you want, or you could copy the copy the template, and um, which is what which is what I did. But obviously, make it personal, make it personal to you, um, as well because people are different, obviously. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I did. So all of these questions, like why Goldman, why the company, what separates the company, um, what what why why the division you're applying for most especially. That's what I got, and there was this particular question that threw me off towards the end of my interview, um, my um, higher view interview. Um, that's the pre-recorded pre one, which I thought it was the very last question. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm definitely not going to get this internship now because I sort of messed up. Um, but it doesn't matter if you mess up. And that's the most important thing. I remember for this particular question, it was if um, Goldman was to um, add a new division to human capital, Oh, I can't remember. If oh yeah, if Goldman was to add a new division, what will be HCM's role in ensuring the success of that particular division? And when I saw that question, I was like, oh gosh, what am I gonna say? So it's okay to it's okay to pause for a bit. So I remember I remember pausing for a bit, and it was weird because my camera was on. So I remember just pausing for a bit. Just try, just trying to relax. Maybe like for five seconds. You don't have to answer the question straight away because if you if you don't think before you answer the question, you're just gonna just just gonna waffle. So I had to just pause, and then I just even though I was waffling a bit, but I made sure that they were basically asking what the role of HCM was. 
they were basically asking that. So I talked about um, there would be ACM's role. Um, ATM would be particularly interested in ensuring um, diversity, diversity and inclusion for that for employ for employment for that specific division. You know, something around those lines, ensuring um, welfare benefits for the people working in that division. Um, so something around that. So they were basically asking what the role of your division was. Um, so yeah, you just have to just be calm. I know that it's it's easier said than done. Definitely, it's definitely um, nerve wracking, but the more you do it i did i did maybe like two higher view interviews prior to goldman um so i was i got into that i got into that routine um but it was particularly nerve-wracking for goldman because i i wanted goldman goldman was my first choice so i wanted to make sure that i did as well as i could but it's okay if you mess up at the end of the day they just want to know that you know they're interested you're actually interested in them in them as well. So yeah, I would say what I would say is practice questions. All the all the common questions that you could potentially get, they all have a template. So, and that's when if you talk to other interns or just interns in general, it doesn't have to be specific to that com company. They would um, let you know about how to answer how to answer um, interview questions, um, like situational questions and the normal why you, why the why gold, why the specific company and, and whatnot. But yeah, that was the higher view interview stage. Fantastic, fantastic. Lots of great advice there. And uh, yeah, you really broke it down well and, and to the point. I really like that. And and a lot of the situational questions you can kind of predict almost from the job description. So as you said, you yes. know, if they've mentioned leadership or analytical skills or problem solving, chances are they might ask you, you know, tell me about a time when yeah. you've shown those skills. Yeah. And uh, to your point, you want to have a couple of examples, three or four examples, work, you know, passion projects. Exactly uni that you could pull these from because yeah. you've only got so much experience right so you, exactly, you know, just pick exactly. your pick your three or I four you use the same experience but for different questions you just have to yeah. just tweak it to fit that question and absolutely see the transferable skills you got you got from them or just make up scenarios honestly I remember I remember on the spot I I made up I made up scenarios that just that <laughs> incriminated. <laughs> this is going to be seen by the whole world. Specific question, so. uh, but, and 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 use so, the start yeah, technique as well. task, action, result. Exactly. And the start, start technique. That's how you smash a time over a time when. Yeah. So good stuff. Okay, so we smashed the higher view. Then are we on to the final stage? Then in yes. person interview. Yeah. Yes. Um. So this was. So for this, for the preparation for the in-person interview, I pretty much just used the same the same document. So I had a document with potential questions that I could get asked. Um, and again, I talked to other people um, that went through the final stage. So the final stage is a, it was a, oh, how long was it? Oh, how long was it? I think it was about two hours no definitely wasn't two hours maybe like an hour and a bit an hour and a half yes because it was 30 minutes i had three sets of interviews um so it was obviously on zoom i had one 30 minute interview another 30 minute interview and then another 30 minute interview so it was very very long i remember i was just, i was just sweating the whole time it was very long but it went particularly it went quickly um 
maybe because I was I kind of I kind of like enjoy talking to my inter interviewers um I think that that's that's another thing why I particularly like Goldman as well that employee relation and how comfortable they make you feel um so for my first interview it's a lot more technical so they asked me a lot more questions about my role and yeah so the role I was applying for so ATM what particulars because ATM has within ATM they're different sort of subdivisions within HCM. Um, so there's compensation, there's welfare and benefits, there's employee relations, um, there's diversity and inclusion. So they asked me more about which, um, what, obviously they asked me questions like, why Goldman? Um, so they will repeat questions. So that's why it's, it's, it's good that you had already had all of these potential questions that they could ask you. Um, so it was also a mix of technical and situ um, situational as well. So they asked me, my first interview was very technical. Um, it was about why HCM, what, um, what division within HCM are you most interested in? Um, so that question sort of threw me off a bit, but um, I think one thing that one thing that particularly made me stand out was the fact that even though I got thrown off, I still wanted to answer the question. So there was this there was that question. So it was what um, aspect um, of ACM are you most interested in? And I was like, oh, I mean, I know that I practiced this question. I know that I researched and I know the subdivisions within code, within um, HCM. But my mind just went blank for that particular minute. And then I was like, um, could you please repeat the question? Um, and then she was like, um, what aspect of HCM do you are you most interested in? Um, so, and then she sort of answered the question. She was like, um, there's this, there's diversity and inclusion. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I can answer this question. Like I will answer this question. So I made sure I answered the question. I made sure I didn't let her sort of finish and say, oh, okay, so let's move on to the next question. I was like, she can't move on with this question so i was like mm -hmm. i'm gonna answer this question so i was just like oh no oh right i can i definitely i can answer that question um and then i answered and then i answered the question so i think that really pushed me up a bit because if i had just let her say oh yeah there's this there's this there's this because she also said um if you don't know it you know you could do a bit more you could do a bit more research. And I was like, wait, no, 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 because I know that I did so much research on this, so I will answer the question. So I was like, um, it's fine. Like I can definitely answer the question. And I was determined to answer the question and I did. And then I could tell that she was like satisfied because she was like, okay, like she didn't, she didn't sort of back off. So when it comes to times where you're sort of thrown up with these technical questions on the particular division you're applying for, they can give you a bit of um they can give you a bit of um expo um but you just have to you just have to make sure that regardless you just answer the question whether or not you're repeating what they said but show that you have that commitment and show that you have that drive to um revive yourself um even though you even though you're sort of thrown off um because sometimes you know they can stop you when you're talking and that can that happened to me quite a lot because Sometimes I I can talk I can, I can talk a lot and I can go like off point 
and then they will they will try and like stop you to bring you back to answer the question but that's fine because they're only just trying to help you just answer the question they're not trying to they're not trying to throw you off they're just trying to stop you from waffling and answering the question and that and that sort of helped me just snap back into just going straight to the point and I when I did it was clear that they were satisfied they were satisfied with my question um so when you're thrown off it's okay you might waffle but that's okay um depending on the type of person you are but um, if they stop you, just try and go straight to the point. Um, if there's a specific answer you can't, if there's a specific question you can't answer, um, you can try your best to answer the question or politely say that, you know, this is something that you'd be willing to research more, give you give give more time to type of thing. Um, but for that specific question, I was like, no, like I'm determined to answer this mm -hmm. question and I will. Um, so you're not gonna, I are not gonna move on to the next question until I answer this question. Um, so I think that gave me a bit of a boost. Um, so yeah, the first interview, the third, first 30 minutes um, was a lot more technical. And then the second interview, the other 30 minute um, was a bit of technical, but more and more situational as well um so in each of the into each of the interviews they'll ask you similar questions so you can repeat yourself so um they asked me again in the next interview because they're different sets of interviewers as well um i had two people two interviewers in each um in each um 30 minute meeting um so each of the interviewers want to know why goldman so they'll pretty much ask you the same thing and why hcm as well they will ask you that um they'll ask you why the specific division um because at the end of the day they're all going to come together and collate and talk about the different inter interviewees um so yeah so they asked me the same thing so i pretty much and from the first interview i was a lot more confident as i was going as i was going on i was a lot more comf comfortable as well and they did really make me feel comfortable which was which was a good thing for me as well um and they smiled a lot it's good to have really really nice interviewers like i prayed for that and and i got it so it was it's really it really really helps you to see um the reactions when you're talking that's why i said the high of your interview was a lot more daunting than this one because you actually had an actual interpersonal reaction um from what you were saying um so yeah this one was less this one was a bit technical, um, but also they asked you, they asked me um, some situational questions like, tell me about a time you've led a team or tell me about a time you showed um, good interpersonal skills, things related to my, to the job, to my division as well. And um, they also asked me some, you know, some lightweight questions like what's your favorite podcast or what podcast would you recommend? So, you know, um, just lightweight questions to help you to help you um, getting to the getting to the interview and the gritty questions. Um, and um, I forgot to say, if you in each of your in each of your interviews, you will get a chance maybe five minutes after they finish asking you questions to ask them questions. And this is so, so, so important that you ask questions like don't say oh no it's fine i don't have any questions have a list of and i did this the night before have a list of questions maybe 10 questions max that you could ask them um and they because this is this is this is a time for you to 
grill them as much as they grilled you um so get a chance to know why they so i asked a lot about why they chose that role asked a lot about why goldman i asked um what's their day-to-day -day role as as a member of the acm um, division um um, yeah, so questions like that, and they wanna they wanna know they wanna know that you know you're interested in them as as employer as employees as well of the company, and the company um, um, on a broader scale as well. And so it's very very important that you ask questions. Can be can be very very minor questions. Doesn't have to be detailed. Like it can be why do you like your job or why do you like Goldman, um, or it can be very tailored to um whatever you're interested in or anything specific about their role um so it's very very i would stress this it was very 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 in, um, important that you ask questions um and they will give you time for that they will ask you do you have any questions so again they want you to show that you have initiative and you have the drive and you have you know the genuine interest in knowing more about them and knowing more about the company as much as they want to know more about you um, so yeah, that was my second interview. And then my third interview was, I think the most situational, I got the most situational questions from that interview. Um, so they were very interested in getting to know how I would react in certain situations and what I would do. Um, also asked me some technical questions like why, why ACM? So there was a common thread within all my 30 minute interviews. Um, so more situational um, questions, which I use a star technique that we just spoke about. Um, and sometimes they will they will stop you and try and ask you specific questions about what you say, because what you say has to it has to sort of collate with your overall overall answer to that question. So they will be like, OK, so if it's problem solving skills, they will stop you if you're waffling too much and say, OK, so how did you actually solve this problem? Then that will just enable you to just go straight to the point and answer how you solved and answer how you solved the problem. So they will literally just stop you. And because when they stop you, as I said, they're just trying to just make you answer the question, because again, like that's what you that's what you're there for. As much as you know, you're talking to them about the whole situation. They just want to know the tasks, the ask, the action and mm -hmm the result basically that's the most important that's the most important thing so yeah, yeah there was a common thread between all my interviews but it was it was pretty relaxing oh. yeah it sounds like um they're really there to try and help and support you yeah and it's a common thread a common theme on this podcast as well the candidates that sort of enjoyed it the most and had the two-way dialogue were the ones that have been successful yeah. so that, that in itself is, is a big yeah. and for anyone who, who wants to practice interviews we've got some resources on that as well so if you head to our website uh, wearediverse.io you can grab our interview guide and we've got 10 common questions with me mm -hmm. recording uh, the, the questions so you can answer out loud to to really practice yeah. so go ahead and do that and uh, well you've got an exam next week so we can't take too much longer we're gonna have to wrap up soon um, <laughs> what what let's touch on I guess to, to close diversity and inclusion that's clearly your 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 thing you know you're passionate about it um there's going to be employers listening and there's going to be candidates listening as well so I'll kind of give you the floor to take this one but you know what would you and I guess you're going to learn a lot in this role you know about best practices and so on um specifically I guess in the application process and maybe early on boarding 
what kind of advice would you have for employers to to kind of really get this right? Because I think because of the events last year, there's now a really, really big focus on diversity, more, more so than ever before. Um, and lots of employers are kind of failing maybe to do it authentically and attract yeah. a lot of diverse applicants and so on. So what are your kind of thoughts on on that, on diversity and inclusion? Um, so for employers, I would say creating more um, initiatives, creating more um, perhaps networking events um, that are actually by um, so using black black people, for example, um, that are actually run by maybe the black um, minor, um, black employees within that company. Um, because it's nice to see as as a black person, I'm just talking from a black person um, experience. It's nice to see when you come for a networking event, it's nice to see um, that you actually see people of color actually explaining um, what the company does and how the company has benefited them as a person of color. Um, it is very, very important because when you come to these networking events about diversity and inclusion, it's a bit, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit, it can it can be it can throw you off a bit when you don't see people the same people like you actually explaining what the company has done for them um and you see you see um you're they're talking from a white person experience but you know you'd want to have you'd want to have actual you know black people talking to you about what the company has done for them as as black people or minorities minorities in general or underrepresented um, candidates in general so that's what when I go for networking events that's what I want to see I want to see an array um, of I want to see a diverse panel um, I don't want to see I don't want to see a a panel of just of just um, white white heads within the business or white employees within the business talking to me about diversity and inclusion. But I know that they have the expertise because that's their job. But from an experience point of view, from um, understanding what understanding the actual impact, it would be nice to it would be more effective for um, black students or minorities in general that are applying to that um, that are applying to that company. Um, to see that other people like them within that company are being embraced and are actually enjoying what they're doing within that company as a person, as a minority or a person or a person of color. It's very, very important that that that's that that's that that's shown within that company because it not only shows that, you know, you're showing that people are actually, you know, ensuring that they have that impact and they're being embraced and they're being accommodated but it also shows that you have a diverse that you have a diverse um um employ you have diverse employee system and so it shows it's like a two-way thing and that's what that's what um I and a lot of my friends who are really really interested in diversity and inclusion are looking for in companies when they have um, all of these networking events um, talking to you about the company in general when I see um, a couple of you know black people or minorities on the panel I'm really interested because I'm like okay wow yeah so 
they are really interested. I can see the dynamics, and that's why I particularly like Goldman because for some of the for some of the um, networking events that I went to, and some networking events at Warwick, um, there was this Warwick African Summit as well, um, a few months back, and it was a really diverse panel. It was a really diverse panel, and um, people from different stages as well, not just to do with race, but to do with the level of the level of the hierarchy um, in companies as well. You have analysts, you have analysts to heads of departments, to managers. So all of those things we want to candidates will want to see different experiences from different from different um, levels within the company. It's nice to see an analyst. It's nice to see a fellow associate. It's nice to for them to talk to us about newcomers, about them as newcomers in the company, um, oh. coming into the company and actually experiencing the whole culture of the company because they're new as well. We're, we're probably going to be new as well. So it would be nice to have, have that level of um, difference and level of um, distinction to sort of compare interests um, and sh really show that really show that relationship that dynamic between how managers and heads of department relate to analysts and that's what really that's what really um, um, that's what I liked the most about Goldman because I could see the relationships. They were literally having fun in front of us. So they were very comfortable. So analysts were, you know, making jokes with um, heads of departments. They had that close relationship. So to see that diversity and to see how much, you know, inclusion that they have within their, their company as a whole with different people from different races and different levels within the company, most especially whether it be newcomers or people who have been there for years, it would be really nice to have, have an experience or have an insight on those different, those different levels of, of expertise. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for in, in a networking event or in a company that's willing to, that I'm willing to apply to. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the, the employers listening are very thankful for that. <laughs> And I imagine over the next few years, there's going to be a cohort of people working at Goldman Sachs who probably all emailed, you know, David on the same address, <laughs> with probably the same message, um, who are going to be joining you at Goldman Sachs. So thanks so much for sharing all that information. Really tangible, okay. really actionable. So if you're listening now, you want to go get a job at Goldman Sachs, no excuses. We, we've shown you exactly how to do it. So go ahead and, and make that happen. So Tito, just want to say a big, big thank you uh, for joining the thank podcast. You. And yeah, all the best with your summer internship. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Amazing. Cool. Let's leave it there.